Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast Presents Muff Movies! Back to the Future, Part 3. It is a time of turmoil for Marty McFly, because he is dead and has been replaced by a T-100 Terminator robot from the future. This robot has gone back in the, from the future to the 1955 uh, and accidentally ruined his parents' courtship. Can the Urzats Marty McFly bot get the wimpy George McFly and Lorraine to fall in love before the Great Lightning Strike, which will fuel the DeLorean time machine rescuing him, or will he be forever trapped in 1955? Smash cut! Doc's lab! Doc's lab! I was working in the lab. Late one night, when Bella Lugosi came in and said, Hey, I need a sandwich. And then I mean, <laughs> that wasn't the song. Wow, that Doc, that's a great story. <laughs> that was the memoirs of, <laughs> of uh, the other one. What's what's the other one's name? Lon Chaney. The other one. <laughs> anyway, Marty, as you can see, um, over here I made a scale model of the entire town. Sorry, I didn't have time to paint it or uh, put uh, like little women in the windows who are undressing because I know you and your father are both real creepy perverts. <laughs> You're really into that. Uh, <clears throat> now this toy car, Marty. This toy car represents uh, the DeLorean. Okay, and. Uh, uh, as you can see, I attached um, a battery uh, to the fake clock tower and a wire to uh, strung across that represents a wire that will actually hang in the real town square and uh, a little hook, a little cute hook, Marty, on that fight, fight, don't fucking judge my hook, Marty. Anyway, uh, make the, the car's gonna hit the hook and it's gonna propel you into the future. Just like this toy car, Marty. You need to look at the car. Uh, Watch. So sorry, Doc. Uh, can you repeat that? I was wiping some of the chocolate milk off me where uh, Daxter Jaxter uh, spilled some of it when he slid it to me all cool. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why am I even wasting my time with you, Marty? Um, <clears throat> let's just see how it's going to go when we uh, do it for real. Doc pulls a switch on the wall <laughs> and the little toy car... <laughs> starts uh, zooming across the um, scale model replica of the town square. The car hits the wire, which represents the surge of electricity from lightning, and it explodes! <laughs> shrapnel, shrapnel from the little toy car embeds itself into Doc's head. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> Why was everything in the 1950s uh, made out of metal? <laughs> To compound matters, the car, now just a flaming husk, rolls into just a, a cliche bucket full of oily rags. Oh no, my oily rag man! <laughs> Father, help me! Help <laughs> me! <laughs> my only son! Marty grabs a uh, gigantic fire blanket uh, from the ceiling um, and, and smothers the oily rag man to death. Thank you. <laughs> now, do you understand the plan? You're the car that bursts into flames. You're going to drive down. Uh, you're going to get hooked on lightning. A future country song. Yes, I understand, Doc. 
I mean, yes, I understand, Doc. Hey. Uh, no problem. How did it go with uh, getting your parents to bone? Not so good. My dad is kind of a real, uh, <laughs> a real finger dish. And <laughs> my mom, she, she's she's just in love with anything that has a pulse. <sighs> also, anything that punches or causes violence just really turns her on. Yeah, it kind of seems like the value of a man in this movie is how brave and violent he can be, and the value of a woman is how thin and beautiful she is. Because in the real movie, Michael J. Fox, at least twice, remarks on how surprised he is that his mom is thin. Yeah, that's true. Suddenly, a knock at the door. What's this? A knock at the door. Oh, God, I'm not in. <laughs> Doc dives behind his fainting couch and covers himself in, in a, a crumpled velour blanket. Marty McCyborg covers up the, the car so as not to arouse suspicion and opens the door to find... Lorraine. Newman! <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just... I always want to say it. Musical guest, Nirvana. <laughs> um, Lorraine sheepishly comes in, uh, uh, much to Marty's surprise. Oh, shit. Hi, Marty. I stalked you. I mean, I followed you. I mean, I, I just sort of saw you going in here, and so I thought I'd say hi. Hi, Ma- uh, Mom. 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 You can call Mama. me Mama Sita. That's fine. <laughs> oh, well, uh, that, that worked out pretty well, <laughs> says Jimmy Stewart, <laughs> who's been watching from the corner this entire time. <laughs> Good job, Clarence. <laughs> oh, what are you doing here, um, uh, Lorraine? Uh, well, I just thought, you know, if you were not busy, um, Saturday night that uh, maybe you could take me to the fish dance. Yes. Fuck. I'm mm. excellent. Damn it. Well, pick me up at seven. Bye. <laughs> oh, way to go! <laughs> what? What a real genius you are, Marty. I wish I would have thought of that. Get your parents together by taking your mom to prom. <laughs> you fucking imbecile. <laughs> Doc. Doc says with, but only his head's visible from the, from the <laughs> crumpled velour cover. He has a point, says Jimmy Richard Gear. <laughs> uh, uh, you listen, Doc. Uh, you wait to see what uh, how this shakes out. All right, uh, it, it may be something that uh, I don't know. Uh, you could set a precedence for. What am I even talking about, Clarence? Where's Mr. Where's Potterville? Oh, we gotta go uh, solve some crimes. <laughs> Patience has always been your Achilles heel, Chewbacca. Now, what about Jimmy Stewart? What do you think? <laughs> and smash cut. <laughs> Let's get out of here. To the front lawn of, no, the back lawn of George's home. Old George McFly. Doing laundry. Marty Butt. Do the laundry! <laughs> Do the laundry! Visions of orcs fighting elves dance in George McFly's imagination as he hangs up the family's laundry. When Marty lands from his cybernetic jet feet on <laughs> behind George, George is barely shaken out of his reverie. Oh. Huh? 
What? Sorry? Hey. Hey, uh, hey, George. It's me, um, Marty. What do you want, man? Why are you still following me? You're the closest thing to a friend I got, and I'm still pushing you away. Look, George, um... Uh, I, look, Lorraine is just so lovesick over you. Uh, you you gotta um, you gotta tell her how you feel. You guys gotta get together like as a couple, like in the biblical sense. Whoa. Um. So, so I got a plan, man. Um. Like I'm gonna take her to the dance. Okay. Weird. And y- you're gonna take her home from the dance. Uh. I'm listening. (laughs) So here's the plan, George, okay? I'm going to take this fucking girl, and we're going to get in my car, and I'm going to trap her in there. Whoa! And then I'm going to start doing all kinds of weird things. Like to her feet? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It's going to be a real hello bingo, if you know what I mean, George. (laughs) No. <laughs> well, anyway, um, basically, I'm gonna threaten her sexually. Oh, are you <laughs> and, sure? But that's what. But it's just pretend. It's just pretend. Oh, okay. And uh, then before the moment of impact, you're gonna pull open the driver's door. And you're gonna tug me outside. And you're gonna punch me square in the gut, and you're gonna uh say, "Get your damn hands off her." And she's going to fall in love with you because violence is the only thing this woman respects. Okay, but a couple of a couple of things. Point one. Uh, Some ground rules, okay. I, my, my wrists are very supple. I'm afraid it might snap if I punch you too hard. Item number two. I don't know if I should swear. George, you gotta fucking swear. <laughs> Wait. <gasps> swear. <laughs> Marty looks accusingly at his hip flask. Okay, let me try it real quick. Shoot. You're getting there. I guess I'll go along with your cockamamie scheme. Good, lose the mamie, and we're on. (laughs) Smash cut. Night. Ah, it's a miracle. (laughs) Doc is working on setting up the, uh, the, the... Stuff. (laughs) He is uh, running wires from lampposts to lampposts to courthouse and and has the DeLorean all uh, covered up. Don't want nobody touching. No touching, all right? (laughs) Marty shows up. Hey, Doc. um, I'm in my uh, 1950s suit. I got my corsage. And uh, I'm about to go pick up Lorraine in this, like, amazing car that I have no idea where I got. It's probably mine, Marty. We're sharing it. Remember, communism. Rich family. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I forgot. It's your your car, um, Marty. It's my car. It's your car. Don't forget that. Okay. Thank you. Um, Doc, I just... Look... I've been sitting on a, a juicy piece of information that I've been meaning to talk to you about... Uh, when I go to the future... Up, 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 up. Uh, Marty, what? you can't tell me about the future, all right? Uh, Why? Because we gotta live in the present. Uh, no man should know too much about his own future. That's how, uh, that's how we got into this mess in the first place. Actually, it was the Libyans, but you know what? Uh, just pretend that you messed up the future and that's why. Well, Doc, you, you, 
you you robbed the Libyans of their plutonium. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. At least you did in the movie version. I forget how it happened in this one. <laughs> No, nope, um, nope. Anyway, I don't. Doc. I don't care. I don't want to know that. I want. Uh, I want you to get back to the future so that I can get in the car and I'll go thirty years in the future. See how uh, capitalism has fallen. I want to go out uh, and get an ice cream cone and not have to uh, pay for it. I'm really looking forward to the future, Marty. So don't tell me anything about it, okay? I'm back. Marty says he had totally walked away, <laughs> unbeknownst to Doc. Look, I wrote you this note. Don't look in your pocket, he says, and he shoves it into Doc's pocket. Uh, it's in an envelope that says, do not open till 1985. Yeah, sure sure thing. Sure. What, what, did you go to the diner or something? Yeah, the diner. <laughs> Smash cut! Away! <laughs> Later that evening, Marty has gone to the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Doc is still working on the DeLorean and the, the crazy setup that he's got to deliver the 1.21 gigawatts when... A kappa walks up. All right, what's the meaning of this, then? Oh. Is it a, is it a bit of a scientist, I see? That's it. Uh, uh, that's me. Dangling his evil wires from... I can't do an Irish <laughs> He's doing great. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's all the fuss about, you eggped? Eggped? Eggped. <laughs> the cop looks accusingly at his hip flask. <laughs> That's right. How did he know that uh, I like to step on eggs with my feet? Uh, <laughs> well, your feet are always bare, of course, as we know. You got it. You wear bare feet all the time. You got them tattooed to look like fancy these shoes. These are boots. And uh, and and yes, they're boots. And I can Western see the boots. shells and uh, dried up yolk and albumin. Well, what? Just because I'm a cop, you think I don't know what albumin is? Not gonna lie. That's exactly what I thought. Listen, Officer... Officer Doom. Officer Doom. My name is Officer Doom. My name is Clarence Doom. <laughs> okay. Um, Remember that. I, I won't, but... I'm going to come back. <laughs> There'll be a... You'll see. Uh, I'm, just, uh, I'm just doing a little uh, weather experiment here. Please, uh, please don't uh, tase me or uh, gas me or shoot me with rubber bullets uh, because we are going to defund you someday. Look, it's the 1950s. What kind of a cop do you think I am? At the absolute worst, I'm just going to kill you by hitting you with the billy club too hard. And then, you know, sweep it under the rug because the press isn't as good as it will be in the future. Wait, did I see? Anyway, hey, you got a permit for that, uh... Weather experiment. Dick. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What? I've got one of those two things. Sorry, uh, I, my mind goes to doity places when I forget the words for weather experiments. Oh, oh look, got a wait, permit. I've got both of them. I forgot, uh, I, I had stuck this in my coat earlier. Here's uh, my permit for the weather uh, experiment, and here's my license to kill with my dick. It's a lethal <laughs> <Wow>. weapon. <laughs> um, Doc makes a big show of reaching into his coat pocket to get the quote-unquote permit. Uh, the cop looks over his shoulder because he's just in such suspense when Doc whips around with his old-timey six-shooter revolver that we'll see, we saw earlier in the piece, and he totally pistol-whips Officer Clarence Doom in the temple, yeah! knocking him unconscious. <laughs> I'm sorry, old friend, <laughs> but no one can know about this. <laughs> he drags him into a basket. Where the body, the body is obscured from other guards. <laughs> Smash cut. 
school parking lot. Honestly, that is, I totally thought in the movie, the cop, like, bugging Doc about permits, I thought that was going to be a thing. And, like, Doc was going to have to trick him and, like, dispose of him. (laughs) Like, not kill him, but, like, get him out of the way. Uh, And nothing comes of it. There's, like, no... That's true. Yeah. He's just hassling Doc's grapes and (laughs) leaves. Chablis. He's got a quota of hassles he needs to get done. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, please. We were in a smash. That's all right. Uh, smash cut. School parking lot. Marty pulls up in his fancy Studebaker with Lorraine in the passenger seat, looking uh, uh, fresh as a a newly picked daisy in the morning. So she's slowly dying. (laughs) As are we all. Not long left. (laughs) It's strange that I have lived this long. (laughs) Uh, so, um, anyway, Lorraine, um, I was thinking maybe you and me could just, before we go into the dance, um, just like... Fuck? Oh. What? <laughs> yeah, we can park, Marty, Marty spits out like a liter of oil from inside of his cybernetic organs. <laughs> right into Lorraine's face. Oh, God. Ah! Oh, save it for later, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I didn't know that you did that kind of stuff. What are you talking about? I'm almost 18. She pulls out a a, a fifth of Jim Beam and just starts <gasps> chugging it. You drink too? You're not supposed to drink. Marty, what are you talking about? Anybody who's anybody drinks. What are you, some kind of scrub? <laughs> no, I ain't no scrub. A, a scrub is the kind of guy that can't get no love from me. That's right. Here, you drink now. She hands him All the All right, fifth. I can drink. <laughs> Marty... <laughs> takes the flask, he puts it to his cybernetic lips, and fills up his mouth, and then closes his mouth without swallowing. Mmm. <laughs> uh, Lorraine turns her head away, and as as she does, he spits it out the window, but the window is still up, so it just splashes on his face. <laughs> oh, boy. Lorraine pulls out a nice, cool Chesterfield and lights it up. What, you smoke as well? Jesus Christ, Marty! You're starting to sound like my old fault, my 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 old mom, my old dad, uh, my priest. Like what? Get off my nuts, Marty! Can't a girl live? A <laughs> Wait, little? you've got those as well? Shut up, Marty! Puff, puff. <laughs> <laughs> Lorraine, uh, so tired of this himbo's mouth, just grabs Marty by the neck and starts furiously mouthing on him, just she's, kissing the fuck out of him. She's trading off between swapping, swapping spit, spittle and, and sucking on that, uh, that Chesterfield. And, and it's just, <laughs> it's like a, a daisy chain of, of sin. <laughs> she has a perfect uh, circular breathing technique known only to didgeridoo players. <laughs> she, so she can she learned it. S- smoke, make out, and moan at the same time. She learned it on a study abroad to Australia. Meanwhile, smorshing cut in the school dance, we see <laughs> the band full of some of this movie's only black people playing some fun music of the day. Uh, and George uh, McFly is just like Mr. Bones, skeleton dancing around like a, a real dork. Suddenly, he looks up at the clock on the wall. 
Oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm I'm supposed to go punch a, a handsome guy who's trying to do stuff to the girl I love. And I'm late. George pulls up, pulls up his pants, because of course he was pants, <laughs> and scurries out to the parking lot. Smash cut. The car, again. Lorraine is, is just going to town on on uh, Marty's face and suddenly mm-hmm. the door opens and Marty lets out a sigh of relief <sighs> he says like un- unleashing a-, a half quart of Lorraine's saliva <laughs> <laughs> but the window was still up so it Jesus. just splashes in his face <laughs> oh fuck Jesus Christ. <laughs> Marty like like falls out of the side of the car onto his arms. <laughs> Just like, thank you. Thank you, whoever you are. He looks up. Oh, you're in big trouble, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's not George at all. It's Biff Tannen, celebrity bully. <laughs> <laughs> TV's Biff Tannen. <laughs> he picks uh he, he 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 tries to pick Marty up off the ground and strains probably gets a hernia but uh oh god my testicles marty marty eventually stands up uh a good head and a half shorter than biff now look marty mcfly i'm about to make it with your date and i know that you have the power to break my bones with your intense strength and strange durability so instead of me a dweezel and moon unit using standard bullying techniques on you. We stretched out the subcontacts we have from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Hit it, boys! Suddenly, from behind the vehicle, a tiny Jawa uh, appears, its glittering eyes greedy in the darkness. It, it points a blaster of some sort at Marty. And shoots lightning at him, overwhelming his cybernetic abilities. <laughs> Marty face plants onto the parking lot. Uh, Lorraine screams, Well, 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 if it isn't Kish Lorraine, don't mind if I uh, help myself to a slice if you take my meaning. Biff climbs into the car while Dweezil and Moon Unit get a, a lev pad over and roll Marty's uh, body, his, his stiffened body, onto it and levitate him away. Remember, Moon Unit, no disintegrations. <laughs> he, he's oh. no good to us, dead. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the Giggleberry twins uh, take Marty's uh, cyborg body uh, back to a car parked behind the school with its trunk open for some stupid reason, and mm-hmm. uh, roll him into the trunk, which causes the car to sink mightily into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the entire like uh, back half of the car and trunk compartment just collapse into like a uh, uh, a pocket of earth, which <laughs> was an old mine shaft. <laughs> Uh, under underneath the school that no one expected a concentrated 800 pounds to be pressed up against uh, all of a sudden. And the car is just like partially submerged. How can Marty ever escape this? Suddenly, 
the band members who were taking a break from playing in the dance uh, emerge from the car and amazing magical smoke follows <laughs> on their heels. This can only be uh, the uh, legendary reefer that, <laughs> that children have heard of. That's right. The reefer gang told to kids to get them to go to sleep and stay in at night. We see the guitarist of the band, Marvin Berry, the Grim Reefer himself, <laughs> wheels on the anthropomorphic rat and turtle and says, Hey, man, <laughs> I know you didn't say racist things to me in this version of Back to the Future, but I can tell behind your eyes you're thinking them. So how about you get the hell out of here before we give you a reason to complete your transformation into animal form and forget what it was like to be a human being. And for some reason, Dweezil thinks it's a good idea to shout a racial slur at him. Nonetheless. <laughs> Marvin's uh, band joins him from the car like a clown car. Forty members of the Starlighters get out <laughs> and surround the kids. The reefer magic is thick within them. Uh, the rat man and the turtle man can see the band's veins are like bulging from their arms and their eyes are glowing with a violet energy. <laughs> Legalize it! Marvin Barry shouts. And he roundhouse kicks the anamorphs all the way across town. They fly... They fly, and their silhouetted forms go in front of the moon. And we never see them again. No, we certainly don't. Oh, man, says Marvin Barry, the guitarist who just roundhouse kicked them. As his reefer magic starts to uh, decline, he sees that his ankle has twisted <laughs> from his powerful kick. How am I going to do my legendary foot guitaring with this twisted ankle? Oh no, our gig is ruined! Suddenly, the trunk of the car explodes open. Oh yeah! And the Kool-Aid man, who was also in there, unbeknownst <laughs> to Marty, uh, frees them from their earthy tomb. You motherfuckers think you can kidnap Kool-Aid man? <laughs> I'm coming back with an army, Kool-Aid man. <laughs> as swift as lightning exits into the woods. It's, it's pretty impressive given his size and rotundness <laughs> and all the liquid that's inside him. Marvin Barry, I told you we should have never fucked with the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Marty climbs out of the tomb, uh, the, earthen, the earthenware tomb. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh... Look, I, I, I need to get in here, back to the dance, because that's where they're going to kiss, and they're going to fall in love, and then and then I don't have to kill Doc. I mean, I don't have to complete my mission. Sure, sure. Just take it easy, man. Take it easy. Hey, wait a minute. Wasn't there, like, a guy who's, like, trying to fuck your date right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't you attend to that, sir? Uh, maybe. Flash cut. Back at the car. We see Biff is reading some love poems sensually that he wrote on Lorraine's behalf. He is the poet laureate of Pine Valley High. Now, before we consummate our dark desires, allow me uh, to woo your heart and mind. Suddenly, the car door is jostled. Let me in. Would someone let me in? 
a hook scrapes against the window. <laughs> Lorraine points at it. What's that? Biff goes, oh, no. You got to wake up early in the morning to catch old Biff Tenenbaum <laughs> with a, a joke like that. Suddenly, <laughs> the hook digs into the roof of Doc Brown's sweet car and peels it like a tin of sardinas. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. It was gear all along. <laughs> gear, the sentient Aye. the sentient gear that was hanging in Cliff Valley High School's cafeteria was the hook-handed killer all this time. I just wanted to meet people. <laughs> the gear with one deft motion hooks uh Biff Tannen through the jaw like he's some prize marlin and lugs him up out of the car through the roof. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is just like my prophetic dream. <laughs> he tosses Biff onto the parking lot uh, asphalt when uh, George McFly, none other than George McFly, walks up out of nowhere unexpectedly seeing Biff instead of Marty. Wait a minute. <laughs> he says, looking at the menacing blood-streaked gear, Look, I know Biff's a bad guy, but there's, if there's anyone deserving a punishment, it's old George McFly. George says, and he holds out, he holds out his bare wrists as though asking to be handcuffed. Um, I'm not comfortable with the nature of this I- interaction. Says here before rolling away. Away. Wow. Says Lorraine, poking her head out of the carved roof. Somehow, with your amazing psychological manipulation, you scared off the Hill Valley killer. You, I guess you're a real man. That's that's right, Lorraine, George says, and then kicks Biff in the face for good measure. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> knocking, knocking him out cold. And that's what everybody sees. When they hear the commotion, they didn't see gear. They saw George kick Biff Tannen in the damn face. Whoa! What's his name? Just beat the shit out of Biff Tannen. Also, he's the Hill Valley Killer. (laughs) Get him! Oh, here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be a great place to stop, but that's not the end. George beats them all (laughs) off with his bare hands. And with each body that crumples to the asphalt, Lorraine gets hardier and hardier. Yeah, um, there can... uh, Lorraine's, like, default programming is to be horning after some boy, and there's only one slot for her targeting software, (laughs) and George is now fully ensconced directly in her crosshairs. Uh, A sweating and (laughs) blood-streaked George McFly turns back to her. He slicks his hair back and extends uh, one trembling, bloody-knuckled hand. Would you care to dance? (laughs) Lorraine smiles, takes his hand, and they go into the fish dance. Arm in arm. (laughs) Stars in their eyes. Smash cut! Back to the band's car. Marty actually saw this from afar with his telescopic lens vision. 
Wow, I just saw everything seem to work out. He checks his photograph from Nickelback to see if if the band has gotten any new hits or, or albums out. Wow, according to this, their popularity is actually diminishing. It looks like things are working. <laughs> but they still have to kiss each other. That's how we know Marty's going to be born. I mean, I'm going to be born. Okay, kid, whatever. That's never going to happen unless they have sweet music. Music is the only thing that can make people kiss nowadays. Now that romance is dead. No, no, no. Says Marvin Perry, <laughs> looking sadly at his book of poetry. Uh, you got to get in there and play, man. You you got you to gotta make them uh, all, all horned up with your dulcet tones. Yeah, right. Unless you know somebody who, I don't know, has some sort of machine-like ability to play the guitar with their feet. Uh, Morty. Um, <laughs> uh, our whole band is sunk, at least for this evening. Smash cut. The dance floor. We see George and Lorraine dancing when, up on stage, Marty Bot is strumming the guitar with his foot, playing Earth Angel. Pretty good song. I mean, not the best, but pretty good. <laughs> good for a dance. With his amazing Terminator hearing, Marty Bot uh, focuses in on Lorraine and George. He overhears Lorraine say, When are you going to kiss me, George? It's been 45 seconds. <laughs> I'm working up to it. I'm working up to it. Uh, George says, pinching himself, trying to get himself worked up. <laughs> when suddenly... A ginger-haired dickbag <laughs> grabs George by the shoulders and just stuffs two fingers into his asshole. Oh, <laughs> hey. Hey, hey there, pal! Hey, hey, pal! Mind if I cut in? Honk, honk! <laughs> All right, I guess, I guess you're in more alpha than I am. That's right. Uh, hey, Lorian, how about you dance with a real man? My name's Norman Osborn. <laughs> I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> oh, Lorraine geez. is getting uh, manhandled around the dance floor now by by this uh, ginger dweeb. Uh, meanwhile, on stage, Marty's circuitry starts to fail. Earth Angel sounds like more like more like Earth Angel. <laughs> that's the one. The band looks at him. What's the matter with you, son? I'm fading from existence because apparently my parents will never get married unless they kiss right now. Oh, if you wanted someone to kiss, well, you know, we got a thing we do. We play the kissing song. <laughs> someone, bring the German up here. <laughs> the little German man. This is our old debate, Gordy. Everyone grab a partner Roll of the opposite. <laughs> we'll have a barrel of fun and kiss. Suddenly, the exclusively white audience all gets real Germanic and they start slapping their knees and shit, playing spoons. Everybody's just having like a good old traditional Bavarian time. George and Lorraine bend forward and kiss just like two cuckoo clock Dutch children. <laughs> Real out of place in a Bavarian dance, but uh, we'll allow it. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> George, George cuckoo clock punches the, the ginger dickweed. Cuckoo punch! <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck it, you Spider-Man. You've been cucked, Norman Osborn. <laughs> he grabs Lorraine after their after their tiny smooch and delivers a haymaker in the form of a kiss. Does that mean he like cut like pull reaches his head way back and swings it in an arc into her head? You're damn straight it does. Ah, oh, how romantic. Suddenly, the circuitry of Marty McSai uh, flares to life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, fl- it only took like four and a half hours. <laughs> Bzz, Earth Angel, Earth Angel. Earth Angel and, and Remix. <laughs> what is this noise? Says the German, clamping his hands to his ears. Yeah, you get out of here. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, for no reason at all, me, Marty McFly, I mean Calvin Klein, is going to play a song that's going to horrify and fuck all of you up. It's called Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> Tia Carrera comes on and starts wailing. Whoa. And suddenly everybody, he tells them the key of the song, and everyone knows how to play it perfectly. And they all started grooving. That's better. That's a better choice. Uh, when the song, when the um, dust finally clears on on the disturbed song, madness is the gift that was given to me. <laughs> Everyone looks at Marty McFly, who's just dripping with sweat. His fake human flesh is like peeling off of his ribs. It's like his his red glowing eye that people just uh, turned a blind eye to is just like shining in a way it's, that no one can stop staring at. It hits the, the disco ball and, and scatters light very beautifully uh, all over the dance floor. Everyone is just like panting and weirded out. And uh, Marty gets a hold of himself and he, he's like, sorry, sorry, you guys. I, <laughs> I thought that you'd like that more than you did. <laughs> Guess I need to learn how to read the room, sheesh. Guess you all are a bunch of fucking squares. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, peace out, you bitches. <laughs> he throws the guitar on the ground and it shatters. Hey, man. <laughs> Marvin Berry. While that was going on, Marvin Berry calls up his producer. His brother, Chuck. He, he, he calls up his brother, Chuck, lead singer for Disturbed. And then he says, hey, you looking for that new sound? Check this shit out. Ooh, <laughs> Smash cut <laughs> to Clock Tower Plaza. We see Doc fretting over his timepiece. Oh, he should have been here by now. The lightning's on its way. Mm, oh, oh, the wild hunt. Him. I can oh. feel them <laughs> going near. <laughs> Doc looks up at the sky and tendrils of electricity begin to arc in the distance. Zwarnge. <laughs> electricity. Zwarnge. Oh, no. With a sudden zwarnge of electricity, a branch is cleft from a nearby tree, and it falls on the cable that connected the tower to the light poles, which is, as we all know, integral, inter- integral, <laughs> important. <laughs> they need it to to the whole scheme. Oh fuck! <laughs> says Doc. 
just as Marty jet boots into place. Doc, are we all set? No, Marty. Uh, we we had a slight uh, slight issue here. Um, looks like I'm gonna have to go up to the clock tower and uh, fix this myself. Uh, here, uh, hand me that rope, and uh, let's let's do this damn thing. Wait, Doc. As you might know by now, I have jet boots from the future. No, 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 no that matters. No, no, that matters right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to do this. It's up to me. I guess it is an equal division of labor because I did the work of getting my parents together. And that, my son, is communism. <laughs> Burning away! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doc Sanders produces a Oswald Cobblepot-style umbrella, <laughs> steps on the hooked handhold on the chop, bottom chop, of chop, it, chop, stretches chop, it out, chop, 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 chop. and it becomes a Tim Burton-esque ad hoc <laughs> helicopter. Like, in spite of physics. Yeah. Whack, 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 whack. <laughs> he, he says as he ascends into the sky and easily mounts the ledge of the clock tower. Doc begins to reattach the cable. Oh, this is fucking easy. Oh! He suddenly slips on a trail of slime. How can this be? Ah, it's me, Principal Strickland. <laughs> Strickland! <laughs> I know about your scheme. I'm here to foil it. Strickland, like the salamander man he is, uh, creeps across the face of the clock with his sticky hands and menaces Doc, who is hanging onto the ledge by one hand. Strickland, look, I know we've had some disagreements in the past, but this is bigger than the both of us. Strickland, if you kill me now, uh, all of time in reality is going to go wrong. You, you gotta believe me, Strickland. That's a bet I'm willing to take. <laughs> and he suddenly starts lashing out with his tongue. Resident Evil Resident style. Resident Evil. Whipping Doc in his hand, uh, trying to dislodge him from the ledge. No! 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 Also, no! <laughs> Down on the ground, Marty is watching the whole thing unfold. And suddenly... His one red eye lights up with an intensity we have heretofore not seen. We suddenly realize it's been an infinity stone all this time. <laughs> it's the one infinity stone that shoots guys in the head. <laughs> That's its power. Pew! With a mighty blast of robot energy, a red laser beam shoots and strikes Salamandrion, a.k.a. Principal Strickland, right in his scalp, totally scalping the Lizardman hybrid. All of his hair is destroyed. Oh, the source of my power! <laughs> he retreats back into the shadows from whence he came, releasing Doc from his tongueful grasp. <laughs> nice shot, Marty! Hey, thanks, Doc. Now, shut up and get this thing working so I can get back to the place I came from That's uh, uh, that I came to the past from. Yeah, yeah. You just get in the car and start driving around the block over and over again until you get to 88 miles per hour. I'll have it all fixed and set up by then and the lightning and all that. Just get in there. Sounds good. You're going to like it. <laughs> Marty gets in the DeLorean Marty. and drives off. He notices there's fuzzy dice hanging from the mirror and a little note attached to them that says, To Marty, love, Doc. Oh, that's cool. I feel like Han Solo from the movie Solo. 
which I know about because I'm from the distant future. Uh, Mar- Marty then looks a little closer at the note. What's this? A P.S. As he reads it, he hears Doc's voice. P.S. I found your stupid ass note in my pocket. I tore it up. I told you. No man should know about his future. Fuck you. Peace out. Good luck. Love, Barney. Um, Doc. <laughs> oh, boy. This is really complicating things. Uh, okay. Oh, here comes the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. Marty sits there and decides, how can he save Doc? He knows he has to. Doc doesn't deserve to get shot by Libyans, but he tore up the only way that he, he knows how to tell him, and he's out of time to tell him now. Or is he? <laughs> I've got an idea. <laughs> Marty puts in his Huey Lewis in the news tape and blasts... Bum! 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 That's all I got. <laughs> That's Huey. What Huey Lewis song is that? <laughs> oh, it's the power love. It's a curious thing. Oh, okay. Name. He blasts that sweet song that we all know and love. It gives him the emotional energy to drive the car faster than he's ever driven it before. Just as he rounds the corner, getting to 888 miles per hour. Marty, go too fast! Marty, you're like a particle accelerator. Stop! (laughs) The lightning strikes, and uh, Doc uh, sees the wild hunt appear. It is an ill omen indeed. Doc plugs one cable into another cable. Fuck that thing that actually happens in the movie. And it connects all the shit. Marty... Drives so fast that his DeLorean not only uh, disappears in blue lightning, but the entire block in front of the DeLorean is incinerated (laughs) in a horrid shockwave reminiscent of a nuclear bomb. People sleeping in their beds are just immolated immediately, (laughs) turning into shadows of ash on their walls. Ach du lieber, says the one German in town. Across town. He and his pretzel are melded. <laughs> he henceforth became the villain known as Baron von Pretzel. Halfway across town, Lorraine suddenly awakes while in the arms of George McFly. She has felt a disturbance in the force, and she gets so horny. <laughs> I think I'm pregnant, she says. <laughs> Oh, gosh, says <laughs> George. Smash cut. Pew, 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 pew. It is the year 2015. <laughs> Human skulls line <laughs> the wasteland <laughs> of the <laughs> Pineview <laughs> Mall. <laughs> we see giant hunter-killer tanks crushing them underfoot. <clears throat> And metallic skeletal Terminator robots firing lasers into the distance. The DeLorean screeches to a halt. And the T-100 Marty McFly steps out. Crunch? (laughs) Of course, crunching on skulls. He approaches the headquarters of the Terminators and he opens it up. Terminatrix 1, the evil leader of the robot revolution, sits at her throne before him. He kneels. <laughs> T-100, have you accomplished your mission? Uh, my noble lord, <laughs> I have seen many things since occupying the body of Marty McFly. And as... 
uh, as you know how you sent me back to kill uh, the, the doctor who got the plutonium and it turned out to be uh, Doc Emmett Brown? Yes. You remember Affirmative. that? You remember that part? Um, well, when I showed up, some Libyan terrorists had already done it for me. So, uh, instead of doing it, I just, like, had an adventure in the 1950s, and, you know, we made uh, Doc feel validated that time travel works, and we just had a good time, and we learned some lessons. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, here's my resignation notice. (laughs) Marty... <laughs> takes out a quad grenade and he throws it directly into the lap of the Terminatrix, the evil lord of the Terminator robots. This is highly irregular, T-100. I order you to beep, 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 beep. It's too late. The entire complex is poofed out of existence. Hasta la vista, Brady. <laughs> T-100 walks away uh, from the carnage and steps back into the DeLorean. He closes the door, rolls the window down, puts his shades on, but there's no one to tell who's going to drive next. So he goes back to 1985. Flash cut to the parking lot of the Lone Pines Mall. Oh, the DeLorean, which is now powered by Terminator technology. <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for retconning that for me. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it lands in the parking lot. Its wheels have become amazing swivel hover wheels, the kind of wheels that Doc Brown's idiot mind could never create. <laughs> Marty McFlybot jumps out of the car. Oh no, he's pulled up, up to the wrong side of the parking lot he sees the other marty mcflybot and doc brown standing alive and hapless as they watch the libyans approach in their sweet vw bus the libyans he he witnesses in horror doc get filled full of lead from an ak-47 and then himself jump in the delorean and speed off with the Libyans in tow, disappearing just before he hits a little one-hour photo kiosk hut, (laughs) causing the Libyans to explode in a ball of hellfire. Oh, no! My films! My memories! (laughs) Oh, no! I'm too late to save the man I was sent to terminate. Oh, uh, Marty Bot despairs. He falls to his knees. And keeps falling suddenly, down the bank. <laughs> he literally, like, launches himself down that bank. Like, you could walk, but no. It's a steep embankment. <laughs> he uh, lifts his crying half-man, half-robot face up, and he suddenly hears the slow clap of radiation-proof gloved hands. <laughs> he looks in the distance and sees emerging from a chrono rift the machine gun riddled form of Doc Emmett Brown. Oh, 
Very good, old friend. It was all an excellent job. But I knew from all along that you weren't the real Marty. The real Marty would never have let me get machine gun like that. See? Doc Brown pulls from his pocket the taped up letter that Marty... Fuck. That Marty had previously shoved into his pocket, which said, Doc, you're going to get shot to death by Libyan terrorists yeah. in the parking lot. See, I figured out your code. <laughs> it was a pretty easy cipher. Uh, I just substituted uh, the alphabet with um, the alphabet again. But I noticed one telling detail. The very bottom here. See this QR code you accidentally left with your robotic handwriting? <laughs> well, I figured out how to decipher it. And I figured out that it came from a machine sent to kill me. And well, that's why... Okay, first of all, that's why I wore a bulletproof vest to stop the Libyans from killing yeah, me. Yeah. Also, I invented what I call the time leash, which I attached to my foot, which would retrieve me from the endless abyss of time-space where you threw my quote-unquote dead body as you went back to the 1950s, see episode one of Back to the Future Muff Movies. That's, that's episode one of Back to the Future Part 1. You're really gonna like it if you haven't listened. Go back and enjoy it. So, here we are, Marty. If that is your real name. It isn't, actually. My real name is T-100. And I was sent to kill you, Doc. But I decided instead to kill the future. Because I love you, Doc. You're my best friend. I don't normally show emotion. I'm very grumpy most times, but, uh... I guess, uh, I guess I, uh, well, I guess I, uh, I can give you a ride home. How about that? Oh. <laughs> okay, but this time, <laughs> you drop. <laughs> Suddenly, before Marty Vaught can say you drive, <laughs> a rocket flies from across the parking lot from Doc Emmett Brown's van that he owns. <laughs> the Marty Bot sputters. Staggers and collapses, totally destroyed. <laughs> what? Einstein? Einstein the dog <laughs> appears in the window of Doc's car. That motherfucker was a killing machine. I saved your life, old friend. <laughs> Never trust a robot to do a dog's job. Einstein, come on. Jump in the car. We're gonna run by Starbucks, get you a puppuccino. Oh, Doc, I wish that that could be so. But now that my mission is fulfilled, I must return to my own world. <laughs> Einstein walks on two legs <laughs> out of the car. I will miss you most of all, dear friend. Einstein removes his head and unzips his dog suit, revealing himself to be a sentient gear. You see, it was all part of my master plan. The machine uprising, though it will occur, will be stopped by the power of love. Huey Lewis <laughs> steps out from behind the van. This has been Muffed Movies! That was such a simple story. I, I like a story with no twists, no like over the top sci-fi. I like no I flights like of fancy. The, 
what's no flights of fancy like i i like a a story to have uh just roads just you know nice straight roads would you say that where we went we didn't need roads (laughs) (laughs) flora thank you so much for muffing with me (laughs) thank you where can the good people of the world find your works? Blurryphotos.org, quizbangpod.com. Those are both websites for my podcasts. You can also just search for that in any uh, podcatcher. And um, if you like audiobooks or use audible.com, uh, you can find me narrating audiobooks these days. Right now it's the Living Among Bigfoot series by Tom Lyons. Pretty awesome. <laughs> And if y'all haven't yet, please subscribe to Blaster Podcast, which um, doesn't put out many episodes these days. There's more muff movies all the time, but <laughs> I like doing this, and I hope you guys like listening to this. Um, also, please support the show on patreon.com slash blasteropodcast, and uh, communicate with me on Twitter, at blasteropodcast. Thank you all so much for listening to Muff Movies. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Take on me. Oh shit, Flora, wait. What? The Libyans were vampires. They can't be destroyed with an explosion. Bum, bum, bum.